The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx and is sponsored by me and my company, D. Joseph Design from djosephdesign.com. Go to that website and check out my portfolio. That's the company that I produce my website designs through. And so if you want to hire me to design a website for you or cover art for you, please contact me through all the normal means that I share within the podcast. It all goes straight to me and let me know how I can make your message look great. Check out my portfolio at djosephdesign.com. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 26, 10 ways to give back to your listeners. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis, also known as The Ramen Noodle. That's my name on Twitter if you want to follow me on twitter.com slash The Ramen Noodle. Merry Christmas! If you are listening to this on Christmas Day, then shame on you. Unless you have a new iPod and you are you thought, oh, the first thing I want to load on my new iPod is the Audacity to Podcast, in which case... Thank you very much for loading me onto your new iPod or whatever device. And if you're listening to this after Christmas, then I hope you had a Merry Christmas and that you're going to have a Happy New Year. In the spirit of Christmas, in last week's episode, I talked about gifts for podcasters. In this episode, I want to share how you can be a gift to podcasters how you can give to your listeners. I've been reading a book called Lynchpin by Seth Godin, and it's really good. It has some excellent things, and he has a whole chapter about giving in there. And that's part of what inspired me to have this episode. But also what inspired me is an email I recently received from Elise. She said, Hi, Daniel. I've really been enjoying the Audacity to Podcast, and I've learned a lot. I was wondering if you could share your thoughts on different ways to encourage listener interaction. On my show, I have been taking the question of the week approach and reading the responses on each subsequent episode. This works fairly well, but sometimes I don't get any answers at all, so I've been looking for other things to do to add variety and make up for the dud questions. I love interacting with my listeners, and I think that they really love hearing themselves mentioned on the show. Now that I think about it, though, it might also be a good idea to get advice on what not to do when mentioning listeners on the air. I take great pains to make sure they are treated respectfully, not using their real name if they only give a form username, not discrediting them if I don't agree with something they've said, etc. But there are probably things that I'm not thinking of. That's from Elise. And I assume the podcast she's talking about is her podcast called Knit misadventures which you can get at bettanysbureau.com that's b-e-t-a-n-i-s-b-u-r-e-a-u.com the link will be in the show notes for that and Elise didn't share that episode or that show in her email but I think she might have forgotten to mention it but I want to give her the credit so knit misadventures go check it out check out her show there Elise you raise an excellent question 
how do you inspire feedback and inspire interaction with your listeners? And what are some do's and don'ts? To answer that in a nutshell, what you're doing already is pretty good, especially I try to use only people's first names when they are sending in feedback, unless they have a social media presence that is all about their first and last name, like their full name. For example, if on my other podcast, The Ramen Noodle, my clean comedy podcast, if John Wilkerson or Eric Fisher or John Steinklobber call in feedback, I share their full names and they often do too anyway. But part of that is because I'm helping their branding and I don't mind giving back to them in that way of letting their full names be mentioned and sharing their website addresses just like I shared yours, Bettany's Bureau. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And you want to protect people's privacy, but also give them the acknowledgement that they need. If you just say, Daniel from Cincinnati, well... I might be kind of disappointed, like, oh, well, she didn't really give me much credit. I mean, I know who I am. No one else knows. But if you said Daniel Lewis from theramanoodle.com or from theaudacitypodcast.com or from noodle.mx or any of that, then that gives me credit and helps people to know, oh, yeah, hey, I listened to that guy too. And I wonder what he said here. It helps create community even outside of your community. So the question of the week approach is really good, but also make sure that you leave it open for other things. You can ask for general feedback, not just a question of the week, but a question of the week is very good for inspiring people. Sometimes I think people might listen to things too late and they want to share their feedback, but they're already too late for the question of the week, so they can't share it anymore. So always leave yourself open for more feedback and make sure that you share your contact information frequently within the episode within several contexts. Like whenever you read an answer from anyone, you could share feedback or contact information or Whenever you're talking about a topic, you could say, what do you think of this? Or what have you experienced with this? Or what stories do you have to share? And then you mention that also. I do the same thing in the Ramen Noodle, my clean comedy podcast, where sometimes we'll ask the audience particular questions. Like right now, we're asking people, send us your funny holiday stories, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's and send that to the normal information. And by the way, if you want to send in your funny stories too to be included in the podcast, that would be great. I would love to see some funny stories, especially if something funny happens to you this year. That's why we asked for feedback before the holidays. That way we can talk about it after the holidays in case something happens. But we have that specific question. But then throughout the episode, we also say, if you'd like to share any stories or questions or anything, then also contact us through, and I share the information, which, by the way, is the same contact information for this show, feedback at noodle.mx or 859-353-4332. So a lot of how much interaction you get is related to how many people are listening. It's not really a numbers game, but it kind of is. The more people you have listening, the more interaction you'll get. I'm not sure of an actual mathematical formula of how many people contact versus how many people listen, but I've seen in my shows it tends to be about 10% of the people who are subscribed 
will contact and interact with you. So keep that in mind. If you have low subscription numbers, then that can explain it. But how do you encourage more feedback is by connecting with your people, with the people listening to you. Connect with them on a more personal level. And a way that you can do that is by giving to them. And that's what has inspired this week's episode of the Audacity to Podcast is I want to share 10 ways to give back to your listeners. Now, this is by no means an exhaustive list, and this is not necessarily in any particular order, but you're welcome to add any to this list. You can comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 26 email feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332. So the first way that you can give back to your listeners, instead of just asking for things like asking for Christmas gifts or all of this, give back to your listeners is if you be a linchpin and a giver. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm reading this book by Seth Godin called Lynchpin. I highly recommend it. There will be a link in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 26. In the book, Seth Godin is giving advice on making people indispensable, either within their companies or within their industries if they're an entrepreneur. But he also has a chapter called specifically The Powerful Culture of Gifts. And there's just a short summary of that chapter. And it says, art is a gift, a real gift, not part of a deal, not a transaction entered into with reciprocity in mind. The culture of gifts has a long history on this planet. And understanding how it brings people together is a critical step in becoming indispensable. That's Seth Godin's linchpin page ix which is the roman numeral for nine it's actually in the intro section so be a giver what makes us podcasters different from the big media people like cnn or fox or larry king is that we can give more personally than all of those people can you can give of yourself to specific other people not just giving in general to thousands or millions of viewers, but you can give to specific people. Be a giver and be indispensable within your region because if you give and give and give and give, you will become indispensable. And indispensable meaning people will trust you. You will be an artist. I am a born-again Christian. And I fully believe when Jesus Christ said in the Bible, he said, it is more blessed to give than receive in Acts 20, 35, but also in Luke 6, 38, he said, give and it will be given to you. Those, regardless of your opinion on the Bible, those are good principles to live by. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When we give and create this culture of gifts or culture of giving, We build relationships, trust, and gratitude. So find ways to be a giver. Be indispensable. Give so much that you are indispensable to people. Find new ways to be a giver. Another way that you can be a giver 
and give back to your listeners is be passionate. Enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm. So you can, by being enthusiastic, you are giving enthusiasm to your listeners. Not just blah, 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 reading a boring script, but giving back to them. Give the gift of enthusiasm. Be passionate about what you're podcasting about. If you lose that passion, well, either hold through it and maybe the passion will reignite or maybe it's time to find something else to podcast about. But passion is contagious. Give your enthusiasm and your listeners will get enthusiastic too. So be passionate about what you're talking about. Give your energy into what you're saying. Believe in what you're saying. So be a linchpin and giver. And two, be passionate. Three, respond and interact with your listeners. What sets us apart from the big media like CNN, Fox, Larry Queen, all of that, is that we can interact with our audience not just with other celebrities, but with our audience. This is so important. Remember, you are doing this for those people out there. If you only have 40 subscribers to your podcast, you are doing this for those 40 individual people who are faithful and loyal to listen to your opinions every time you post an episode, whether that be weekly or daily or monthly or whatever. These are people who want to hear your opinions. And they probably have ways that they contact you and share feedback with you. And what's really important is when someone sends you a message, respond and interact with them. Remember how I often talk about the pod of podcasting, passion, organization, and dialogue. You give to your listeners by having a dialogue with them. Three simple ways that you can do this is share and respond share and respond to feedback within your podcast. So if someone calls in, if you have a listener line and it's very easy to get those, like Google Voice is what I use and recommend, people can call that number, leave a message, share that in your episode, and then respond to it. Engage in a dialogue. Yeah, it's not a straight one-to-one dialogue where you can exchange the conversation back and forth. But you are responding and, to a degree, interacting with them. When someone comments on your blog, this is number two under this, when someone comments on your blog, converse with them. Try to not let any blog comment go unanswered or unresponded to. Even if it's a simple, thank you for this, and then say something relevant to what they commented on. Try to interact with everyone who takes the time to share something with you. Number three under this point of respond and interact is respond to personal communications. By that, I mean emails, tweets, etc. When people send you an email, try your best to respond to it. If If it's an email about your podcast, then try your best to even just, if you're going to answer them and say, Thank you very much for this feedback. I really appreciate it and appreciate what you had to share with me and the time that you took to share that. I'm going to include this in a future episode of my podcast. So listen soon because I'm going to mention you and share your feedback. Respond as much as you can, even if it's just a simple one line. Thanks for your feedback. I'll share it in a future podcast. That shows people that one, you've read their feedback and 
plan to do something with it, that their feedback is of value to you. They're giving to you. And that doesn't mean, we're not talking about reciprocity here, but we're talking about ways to show your thankfulness for them and ways to give back to them. Not because of this issue of reciprocity, but because your listeners deserve to receive something from you. That's why you're podcasting, you're giving to them. So respond and interact with people. Number four, invite listeners as guests. You may or may not want to do this, but have you ever considered inviting one of your listeners as a guest in your show? Especially those listeners who frequently share really great feedback or do something really great for your podcast, or maybe they always write your show notes, or they're always contributing ideas, or something like that. Someone who has been valuable to you. An excellent way to give back to your listeners is to invite them on as a guest. I've done this several times before, especially in The Ramen Noodle, which is my clean comedy podcast. Check it out, theramennoodle.com. In there, I was getting ready to get married and go on my honeymoon, which was going to be three weeks, and I didn't want to jump right back into podcasting as soon as I got back. So I asked several people to fill in for me. I asked uh, Michael Prince from tmipodcast.com. I asked Wayne Henderson from tuning in from mediavoiceovers.com. I asked, uh, well, I asked a whole bunch of people, but I'm only listening who was able to come. Chuck from twitter.com slash Chuck McKnight and Eric Fisher. I think that might've been it. Those four men helped fill in and provide some great content and great episodes. And then also more recently, I've had John Wilkerson on as a guest and John Steinklaber. These are all people who have been loyal listeners and have shared some great stories just as feedback and some people that I enjoy as other podcasters or just people in general that I count as friends. And so I wanted to invite them on as guests. And I've also had, even in the very far past, Kathleen was on as a guest. She might've been the first guest other than Jeremy before he became my co-host. So check out what I've done there with the ramenoodle.com, especially the episodes around September time. But in inviting people, you are giving back to the community because you are saying that it's not all about me. I'm not the only one speaking here, but I want you to come on and speak too. I want to give you an outlet to be a part of this conversation and share with my audience because I think your opinions are valuable too. That is a fantastic way to give back to your audience. Invite listeners as guests. Now, you may not have the technology to do this, but figure out some ways, whether it be asking people to specifically call in a story or some certain feedback or provide something or even if they can just come to your studio. And if you guys have to share a microphone, then you could even do that. There are many ways to get around the technological limits. But you can work it out, or if you need particular help, feel free to email me, feedback at noodle.mx, and I can give you some ideas and some low-cost solutions. Number five, make leaving feedback easy. It's not enough just to provide a way for your listeners to contact you. You have to provide 
easy ways for them to leave feedback. If someone has to dig around on your webpage in order to find your phone number, your email address, or your contact page, fail. (laughs) Make it easy. Here's a pet peeve I have is when looking at show notes and it says feedback bracket sign the word at bracket sign noodle.mx where it's all spelled out or they do all this weird stuff to try and make their email address not stand out to bots who are looking to harvest things for spam. So I recommend the CryptX WordPress plugin. I'll have the link to that in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 26. Installing Cryptex allows you to put your email address in a page or post and it encrypts it so that bots can't read your email address, but real humans can. They can even click on it and it will load their default email program. That makes it really easy and it protects your email address. See, when you share your email address with your listeners, are you doing it for your benefit or their benefit? If you're doing it for your benefit, then yeah, make it hard for people to contact you because you don't want your inbox filling up with spam or with all of these letters. But if you're doing it for your listener's benefit, then make it as easy for them as possible. Along with this, I also highly suggest that you avoid CAPTCHA or any other kind of cumbersome spam prevention things. Some of these things are impossible to read, Uh, especially it's like some of the ones that Google uses. I like the simple ones where it's numbers or words, but even sometimes those are really hard. Instead of making it hard on your listeners, make it easy on them because the whole point of commenting or feedback systems is to hear from your listeners. So use something as an effective spam filtering system like WordPress comes with a kismet. You just need to set it up. There are also commenting plugins like discuss or intense debate, which is my preferred system. I like intense debate for multiple reasons, and I'll talk about those later in a different episode. Also, when you have a phone number, clearly and slowly speak the phone number. Have you ever gotten a voicemail like this? Hi, this is Frank, and I'm having a computer problem. Please give me a call back at um, 859-353-4332, and I would appreciate it. You saw what I did. I just rushed through that phone number. When people tend to memorize phone numbers, they tend to rush through them when they say them. Clearly and slowly speak your phone number. Like when I say it, I've tried to do this even more in the last couple episodes because I've realized I've been speeding up on it because it becomes a habit. So slow down 859-353-4332. I also hate it when people spell things and they're like T-H-E-R-A-M-E-N-N-O-O-D-L-E and I'm still on T-H-E. I, I guess I'm just not a fast speller maybe. But slowly and clearly speak your phone numbers. Along the sl- same lines, slowly and clearly spell the ambiguous or difficult to spell web addresses or or email addresses or anything like that because there are many words that are interchangeable and your listeners might not know which word you meant. 
Like if you say the special effects podcast, then what if they try and type in effect, which is A-F-F-E-C-T, when what you said is effect, E-F-F-E-C-T? Or what if, oh, please don't do this, but what if you do a play on words and it's the special effect podcast? Then you have to tell people. But make sure that you spell those things out when you can and be clear about things. Certain names are not easy to know how to pronounce. Even though I have the last name Lewis, whenever I call someone, I always spell out my last name because is L-E-W-I-S the only way to spell Lewis? No, there are two other popular ways to do it, maybe more. So I spell it out just so people can make sure that they're spelling it correctly. Another example is the word two. Is it T-O-O, T-O, the number two, or T-W-E, or not T-W-E, T-W-O. So spell it out for people. Clearly and slowly spell those things, especially if there can be any confusion. Or don't spell out the extremely long URLs. That's where you just tell people, go to the show notes for the link. And Hopefully your show notes are easy to get to. That's why I have those last few episodes talking about that. Also, when you have a commenting system on your website, do not require moderation for your comments. It is always discouraging for me to leave a comment on a blog and see it say, thank you for your comment or awaiting moderation before posting your comment. That's always so discouraging because sometimes I think, well, if they don't like my comment, they might just not approve it or whatever. Or sometimes they just don't get around to it. There are comments on blog posts that I've made that still haven't been published yet. And I think it's because either they didn't like what I said or that they just never got around to publishing my comment and approving it. So try not to require moderation. That's where it comes back to have a good spam filtering system like Kismet, Discuss, or Intense Debate. Links in the show notes. So that way it's easy for your listeners. And when they post a comment, they can see there's my comment right there. And it makes it easy for them. And you're giving back to your listeners by making it easy for them to contact you. It's like if you meet a famous person that you really want to talk to and they say, hey, I would love to talk to you, but sorry, can't right now. Bye. But you're going to be kind of turned off. But what if that person gives you their phone number? They are being generous and giving you a way to easily contact them. You need to also give back to your listeners by making it easy for them to leave feedback. Number six, listen to their feedback. When someone provides some constructive, critical feedback, the best thing that you can do is to listen. Give them the attention that they deserve because they have taken the time to share their opinions with you. Even if it's something critical or negative, they've taken time to share their opinions with you. You need to value that and realize the time it took. Even if you get a two-page long scathing email just ripping you to shreds, realize that person 
sees this is really important because they took the time to write this long letter. So give them the respect and listen. I don't just mean hear what they say, but listen to what they're saying. So when people share constructive critical feedback, listen to it, consider it, don't just dismiss it, but listen to it. Even the harsh negative feedback, and I've I've gotten a couple of those so far, and it's kind of encouraging because now it's like, oh boy, I'm finally getting some negative feedback, which is strongly offset by the positive feedback, by the way. But sometimes I, I enjoy getting the negative feedback because, well, not at first, but I, I like knowing ways that I can improve. And so when people share that with me, I highly respect that. And I do try to listen and I try to improve in some way. Now, this doesn't mean you have to follow every single change that everyone suggests and follow all of these whims. But of course, take things as they are mostly people's opinions, but listen and give them the respect they deserve. Be a giver in respect. Know, make it so that your listeners know that they could spit in your face and you will say, thank you very much. That saliva was very valuable to you and I'm so happy that you decided to share it with me and that I was worth it. <laughs> now, you probably wouldn't do something like that, but that's what I'm saying. Something... Be of that kind of attitude that no matter what they do, be grateful, give back to them, even if they're not giving constructively to you. Now, if people do share a whole lot of things, then maybe they're even sharing one of their secrets that made them successful. So consider these things and look for ways to improve yourself or improve the work that you are producing. Don't just think of it as, well, this is me and this is the way I do things, but get better at what you're doing by listening to people's feedback. Again, that doesn't mean you have to follow everything and change your show every episode, but do listen and look for ways to improve and give people the gift of your attention. Number seven, consider playing promos. Now, this one is highly dependent on what kind of podcast you run and why you're podcasting and such. But playing promos can be a fantastic way to give back because you are promoting someone else's show. Now, it's it's not unreasonable to ask a small price from them. If you go to the website fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, you'll see myself And other podcasters have listed our shows on there saying, I will play your promo or promote your product or website in my podcast for $5. And I see $4 of that if I get paid for that. And I've done that a couple times with my clean comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle. I haven't done that with the Audacity to Podcast because it just doesn't fit. I don't want to sell the Audacity to Podcast like that. If I'm going to promote a podcast here on the Audacity to Podcast, I want it to be for good reasons or for reasons of promoting that other show, not just because I'm getting paid a few dollars. But you could play promos with other people and even maybe give them your promo 
and ask for their promo and do a promo swap, promote each other's shows. Don't be caught up with how many people do they have listening to their show versus how many people do I have and is it really worth it for me to give them my promo and me to ask their for their promo. Don't be focused on that. That's not a giver. That's that's someone that's a taker. Focus on giving and ask someone, hey, here's my promo if you want to play it, but I would really love it if I could have your promo so I could play it in my podcast. And I do want to mention, please start sending me your promos to feedback at noodle.mx as high of quality as possible, even if they're WAV files, I would prefer as high of quality as possible. And what I'd like to do is sometime talk about promos, and if you will let me critique your promo on the air, then I would love to play it. And especially, also, if you have started a podcast as a result of listening to the Audacity podcast, I would love to hear from you and promote your show because I've seen a couple of these already. I think the Pixar podcast is one of them, and it's a fantastic idea, something I've actually thought of myself at one time but didn't want to pursue, but someone that was inspired And hey, look, I just promoted them by mentioning the Pixar podcast. Now, keep in mind, though, not all shows work for promos. So that's why I say just consider this. So moving on, number eight, you could host contests as a way to give back to your listeners. Now, contests are kind of a mutually beneficial thing where normally in like I recently hosted a giveaway for a Tron Legacy poster. And in that I asked people to sign up for my newsletter. Now, that's mutually beneficial because now those people are signed up to my newsletter and then some of them won some Tron Legacy posters. Well, it's also mutually beneficial because not just because I see the newsletter as an opportunity to advertise to people, but because the newsletter is a place where I share a little bit more with the people. I share something, some things that are going on or some things I'm thinking about. I ask some questions and ask for some feedback for the people and they can just hit the reply and it goes straight to my inbox and I personally read those things. But host a contest in your podcast if you can afford it or if you can in some way work with a sponsor of some sort. Host a contest. Make it like whoever comments on your blog post or whoever signs up for your newsletter or whoever tweets about you or whatever. I'm working on an idea for an upcoming contest for probably an iPod, not a Nano, but maybe an iPod Shuffle or a gift card to Starbucks or Walmart or Amazon.com or Best Buy. I'm working on some details for that. But don't start giving away an iPod if you only have three listeners, but make it appropriate to the size of your audience. But most of all, because your object is to give, make it fun and mutually beneficial for both you and your listeners to participate in the contest. Make it fun. So host contests, give back to your people by actually giving them things. Number nine, Thank your listeners. Genuine words of gratefulness go a long way. Just saying thank you, like a heartfelt thank you, can mean 
a lot. I try to always end my podcast by saying thanks for listening or thank you. And whenever someone emails me, I try to say thank you, not just as a, oh, thanks, like a default thing. I know someone who says thanks in any email he sends. He signs it with thanks. And even when I'm not giving him anything. But thank the people who are giving to you. Be genuinely grateful for your listeners and for their attention, for their time, and for their feedback. Even if it's just simple words of thankful. Thank you. And number 10, be yourself. This will seem profoundly obvious, but many people forget it. So I'll go ahead and say it. People want to listen to you, not someone else. If they wanted to listen to someone else, they would listen to someone else instead of you. So the people who are listening to you are listening to hear you. You're listening to me to hear Daniel Lewis and my perspectives on things and hear some of the knowledge that I share. Don't try to be like another Leo Laporte or Larry King or even another Daniel Lewis. Don't be another me. I don't want competition for being a Daniel Lewis. Don't be another me. Be yourself. And by the way, being yourself, then you don't have to worry about competition because there isn't anyone else that's just like you. So you have the market. You're you're a proprietary personality. Be yourself. I like what my friend Cliff Ravenscraft has said a couple times that I remember. Is He said, I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I am not. Be yourself. Give to your listeners by giving of yourself and being yourself for your listeners. Now, that doesn't mean you can't improve in certain ways, but be yourself most of all. So again, from the top, it's be a linchpin and giver. Number two, be passionate. Number three, respond and interact. Number four, invite listeners as guests. Number five, make leaving feedback easy. Number six, listen to feedback. Number seven, consider playing promos. Number eight, host contests. Number nine, thank them. And ten, be yourself. If you have anything else to add to this list, I would love to hear from you because no doubt you've thought of some other ways that you can give to your listeners. So please share those with me, feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332 or leave a comment on the show notes, which are at theaudacity2podcast.com slash 26. Please remember that next week, the week of December 26th, will not have an episode of the Audacity to Podcast or the Ramen Noodle. We'll be taking that week off, so there will be no live shows on Monday, December 27, and no episodes on that week. But I will just release something small just to remind you that there won't be any episodes. So have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But before I go... I've got another little bonus thing that is absolutely hilarious involving a Zoom H4N. Maybe you've already seen this. I saw this from Mashable, and I'll play just a little bit of this for you. Are you confused by female behavior? 
Wish you had a translator to understand what she means? Well, you're in luck. Introducing the Manslator, a revolutionary device that translates woman language into simple man words. Finally You've got to check it out. It's a hilarious video and it features my friend, the Zoom H4N. So maybe this is a new firmware update that you can use that will just revolutionize your marriage and dating relationships and such. And it even has a man translator version in it. So women can use it to translate what a man says. So watch the video. It's absolutely hilarious. It's in the show notes at the audacity slash 26. And it's also in a separate blog post that I had done uh, because I wanted to feature it in the blog for those who don't listen to the podcast. Oh boy. If you want to share more information or tell me your stories, remember I'm accepting funny stories that I'll share in my clean comedy podcast. Or if you want to share anything else or have any other questions, please contact me, feedback at noodle.mx, or call in to 859-353-4332. Leave a comment on the show notes at theaudacity2podcast.com slash 26, and follow me on twitter.com slash Noodle. And listen to the other podcasts on the Noodle Mix Network. Are you just watching? And the Ramen Noodle. And also something else coming down the pipes pretty soon. So please have a safe and very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you in 2011.